If you have hyperthyroidism or Hashimoto's and are looking to use diet and lifestyle to restore your health, then you will want to check out my upcoming 7-Day Thyroid Healing Diet Boot Camp that will be taking place the week of June 10th. For more information, visit thyroidbootcamp2024.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and today's question is, what should I do when bugle doesn't work? So when I was dealing with Graves' disease, I took the herb bugleweed, which has antithyroid properties, and a lot of my patients take bugleweed as well. But what happens if you take the bugleweed and it doesn't work? Because unfortunately, it does not work in everyone. So if bugleweed doesn't work, first of all, some people don't take antithyroid medication just because they don't want to take it. And that described me when I dealt with Graves. So I started with the bugleweed. And in my situation, the bugleweed worked wonderfully, but if for any reason it did not work, then I would have taken the medication if I had to. I would have taken probably the methimazole. So if you haven't tried taking the antithyroid medication, and of course, that's why people take the bugleweed frequently is because they don't want to take the antithyroid medication. So if you haven't tried taking it, then that might be the best option, or at least an option to consider. Now, of course, some people take bugleweed because they try taking antithyroid medication, such as methimazole, and maybe they experience some side effects. It could be skin rashes or dizziness, or maybe they had elevated liver enzymes or decreased white blood cell count. So that would be a reason why they did not take continue taking the antithyroid medication and looked into something such as bugleweed. Now, I will say that some people don't do well on methimazole, but they might do okay on PTU. So probably like 50-50 chance that they'll have similar side effects. But that is something to consider trying a different type of antithyroid medication if they tried methimazole and they experienced side effects. But let's say if antithyroid medication isn't an option. So there's beta blockers. Now, beta blockers don't have antithyroid properties like methimazole or bugleweed, but certain beta blockers such as propranolol will inhibit the conversion of T4 to T3. So it can help to lower the T3 levels and T3 is the active form of thyroid hormone. Also, getting back to bugleweed, we need to consider if it's not working, we need to make sure, of course, that you're getting a good quality herb. And then the potency and dosing is important too. So if you're taking, let's say a lot of people will take herb farm, just because they could get it online or maybe even locally. And Herb Farm, I consider it to be good quality, but it's lower potency. So maybe it's not potent enough. Maybe the dosing, they're just following the dosing on the bottle, but they might need to take more. And I would definitely listen, re-listen to episode number three, where I talk more about the natural treatment options. And L-carnitine is another option to consider. Now, I do find bugleweed to be more effective than L-carnitine, but the literature does show that L-carnitine, when taken in higher doses, 2,000 to 4,000 milligrams per day, that can have antithyroid properties. Lithium also is something to consider, lithium orotate. Potassium iodide is more controversial, but some will use potassium iodide to lower thyroid hormone levels. And if you do take potassium iodide, I would definitely recommend working with a natural healthcare practitioner. Really, if you do any of these things, you ideally should work with someone rather than try self-treating yourself. Now, let's say that the bugleweed doesn't work and you've taken a good quality herb and the potency was fine, the dosing was fine, 
and you can't take the antithyroid medication because you experience side effects, then maybe the L-carnitine, lithium, potassium, iodide, maybe you tried all those, and or maybe you just don't want to look into those, especially like the potassium iodide. So two other options are cholestyramine and low-dose naltrexone. So cholestyramine can bind to thyroid hormone and it might be, in some cases, cholestyramine is an excellent alternative to antithyroid medication. Now, many endocrinologists aren't familiar with cholestyramine when it comes to hyperthyroidism. So cholestyramine is, has other purposes. It's actually used as a binder for to- toxic mold, for mycotoxins, for certain cases of diarrhea, for high cholesterol. But for hyperthyroidism, it's not well known but it is in the research. And I have had a few patients successfully use cholestyramine to lower thyroid hormone levels. Now it is taken as a powder. So some do find it to be inconvenient and you do want to take it away from food and supplements. But once again, if someone is unable to take antithyroid medication and bugle doesn't work, then that's something to consider. And then there's low-dose naltrexone or LDN. So LDN modulates the immune system, calms down the immune system. And so this also is an option. And it's not specific for Graves' disease, but can help with other autoimmune conditions. So I need to clarify, It's if someone has like toxic multinodular goiter, LDN probably wouldn't be a good option. Cholestyramine very well might be, but the low-dose naltrexone is mainly for those people with Graves' disease. Problem is that LDN is hit or miss. So if you take LDN, it, it might calm down the immune system and the person might not need to take antithyroid medication or something such as bugleweed, but many times it doesn't work. So to me, it's not the best first option, but if someone has tried the bugleweed and it doesn't work and they can't take the antithyroid medication and maybe they tried a few other things, then low-dose naltrexone LDN is something to consider. So hopefully that answers the question. For those who have the question, what should I do when bugleweed doesn't work? There are other options and it's not just take the antithyroid medication. That obviously is one option. A beta blocker I mentioned, certain beta blockers affecting the conversion of T4 to T3. And then there's the L-carnitine, the lithium, potassium iodide in some cases. And then I also mentioned a cholestyramine and low-dose naltrexone. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties, and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.